Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Let's talk about what's going on on the west end of the city. More specifically, Aberdeen Avenue between Queen Street and Longwood Road. Now, this is not a new issue. Uh, there's been some concern about uh, traffic and about uh, accidents and a number of other things there. Uh, this goes back even to the last term of council. And uh, it's uh, it's well back on the front burner right now. There is a heated debate about the latest efforts to slow traffic through Aberdeen in that stretch between Queen and Longwood uh, during school arrival and dismissal hours. Public Works Committee voted earlier this week by a uh, count of 7 to 2 to create a flashing 40 kilometer per hour zone. Ancaster Councilor Lloyd Ferguson, though, had some objections and some concerns about that. And uh, he's going to join us right now to explain exactly what uh, is on his mind and why he has some problems with it. Uh, Lloyd, thank you for the time. I'm glad you could jump in on with us today. Yeah, I know. I heard you hit the button and the phone dropped. Well, who knows what's it? That's the gremlins in the line, I guess. That's the way things go. Uh, Talk to us a little bit about your concerns. I mentioned just in the preamble, Lloyd, as we were trying to hook up with you, uh, this was a debate in the last term of council, too, and there was some concern about. Uh, Well, I I know that some people are trying to pit this as lower city versus upper city, but I think there's something a little more to it. Explain what your your read is on this. Well, my issue is that you're right. This has been around for a while, and and, uh, congestion coming from the escarpment down below, uh, particularly from my constituents in Ancaster and in the West Mountain, too, are running into significant congestion. One of our competitive advantages, we've always argued to, to Hamilton over Toronto, is our uncongested roads. And, and I'm worried that's starting to change, and, and some of these moves will make that worse. I don't know, Bill, I think you probably got down early enough to miss it, but every morning the 403 is backed up as far as uh, sometimes Wilson Street, Fiddler's Green Road, and, and adds about another 20 minutes to half an hour to our trip to get down there now because of the congestion. We have four lanes going into two with the link and the 403 merging. And uh, so uh, if we're looking to calm traffic, that's not a problem. It's calm because of congestion right now. And so when you work your way down the escarpment, down the 403 or down Queen Street, um, you have two choices how to get into the city. And and most of our employment is in the downtown area. And uh, so you get off either at Aberdeen if you're going south of Main Street or you get off of Main if you're going into into the Main King area. And uh, one of the items that concerned me was they're proposing to have 24-hour parking on both sides of Aberdeen Avenue coming yeah. in. That's the, that's the main issue I had, and uh, because you're taking away 50% of the capacity of the road then. And uh, quite frankly, I think the people from outside Ward 1 have the... Um, uh, the right to be able to get to work and get home. And, uh, you know, I, this is going to have impacts on other residential streets because people will be ducking over now. They will run up residential streets because they, it's congested. And, and of course, uh, you know, it dumps more traffic on Main Street, which is already full, and dumps more traffic on the 403 between Everdeen and Queen. So this is not about traffic calming. It's already calmed. Uh, and I drive it every day and uh, sometimes twice a day. And so I've witnessed it. I've put many resolutions through council to get the MTO to widen 403. They've made a, a, a public statement through the Minister of Transportation that they're going to start the environmental assessment. Well, we just got a letter last week at council that, uh, yes, they're, they're going to do that environmental assessment, but they haven't found the funds to move ahead with it yet. Yeah, that, that's not going to happen for years if it happens. Well, it'll happen. It has to happen. And, and uh because it's just getting progressively worse. We have the provincial government trying to make it easier for 
uh, builders to put homes up by reducing development charges and taking away a lot of the controls that the municipality had on, on giving approvals, but they're not building the infrastructure to handle it. So you build, you know, two, three thousand new homes a year. That's two to three thousand minimum cars that are hitting the streets every day trying to get to work, and uh, it, that's a problem. And here we have a situation now on Aberdeen Avenue, and and it's been an ongoing debate where the downtown councilors feel that the arterial roads are their roads and they should be able to calm them and, and make it happy for their for the residents. And I get their motivation for doing that. However, we've also argued that their two roads belong to the whole city, not just a, one particular councillor. And uh, to congest, purposely congest uh, Aberdeen Avenue, and I would argue that anybody who bought a home on Aberdeen Avenue knew it was an arterial road connecting to the 403 and to expect traffic. But after they move in, they want to get the traffic calmed down by chasing people off it, by congesting it further, which it already is, by having all-day, 24-hour parking on both sides of Aberdeen Avenue. So that was the thrust of the debate. The whole issue about uh, whether it should be 40 kilometers per hour, 30 kilometers an hour, was deferred until the next Public Works Committee meeting. Uh, The province has now given the authority to municipalities to put 40-kilometer limits on all neighborhood streets and uh, through school zones, which I believe is 100 meters each side of a school, to reduce it to 30 kilometers per hour. That debate has not been had yet. It was deferred. We ran out of time because we had a public works meeting that was starting. So that will come up again in two weeks. Let me ask you something uh, about that. Because uh, I remember having a discussion with you about three or four years ago about this when uh, it was Councillor Aidan Johnson at that time uh, who was, was looking to do something along the same lines as, as uh, Councillor Wilson is now proposing. Uh, and you brought up a, a rather interesting point that I'm not so sure if it was part of the debate yesterday or the, earlier this week. Uh, Aberdeen Avenue is also designated as an emergency alternative route, is it not? I mean, if there's a problem yes. on the 403, traffic is diverted onto Aberdeen. Correct. It's an EDR route. And, All right. And, uh, so it's a detour uh, route, uh, as is Highway 52, Highway 5, uh, and it's particularly problematic in Hamilton because there's very few escarpment accesses. And I don't know if you remember that tragedy a couple of years ago where there was uh, someone um, went on the highway and, and was instantly killed. So the, the protocol, the OPP, has to close the highway in both directions mm-hmm. to do their investigation. And it plugged up roads everywhere because you can't get up and down the escarpment easily. Once 403 closed, Wilson Street can only take so many cars. Queen Street can only take so many cars. And coming the other way, it was it was the same problem. And we had another fatality as a result of that, where a little girl was waved in front of a car that was dead stop trying to get up side streets to get around this and and uh, was struck by a car coming in the other direction. And so it, it is more complicated on streets like Aberdeen because it is an EDR route, because we do have, and when, you're, when you're coming down the 403 in the morning, you're into bright sun, you do have that curve in the uh, right at the golf course. And so there is a higher number of accidents uh, uh, on that particular stretch of highway. Or once you get to that Queen King uh, basket weave where you're weaving in other traffic, other collisions happen there, which means all the traffic is diverted onto Aberdeen. And if we allow parking on both sides of the street, that's going to make it impossible for uh, to get around. Um, and, and, and so it goes back to the situation, do our arterial roads... Um, 
Uh, well, let me ask you about that, Lloyd. I mean, because you've used that term, and I want people to understand exactly uh, what that entails. When you ha- are dealing with a quote-unquote arterial road as opposed to a residential road, uh, is there any difference? Or are there any parameters? Are there any 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 levels that, that in other words, uh, you know, is traffic calming measures that some of these councillors are talking about right now, do they apply, and can they be applied to arterial roads? Oh, absolutely. They can if they such councils wish. I mean, staff always tell us council is supreme almighty. And and uh, if the council, majority of council agree that, for example, synchronized lighting on Main and King, uh, um, you know, some people would like to get rid of that to slow down traffic and rather have people zoom through. But those are arterial roads, and that's a council decision, not a local ward councillor decision. And and as, as all decisions are, no, uh, the legal department once told me, and I've never forgot it, that we don't report to a councillor; we report to council. So you need a majority vote, and uh, so absolutely, you can do what you want with any road you want, providing you have a majority of council supporting it. All right, uh, Lloyd, we're going to leave it at that for now. Obviously, this is a debate that's not over yet. I appreciate your input into this this morning, though. Okay, you're welcome. That's uh, Ancaster Councilor Lloyd Ferguson. Maureen Wilson is the counselor for that area, Ward 1 uh, in the downtown area. Uh, she joins us on the Bill Kelly Show to give us her perspective and her rationale for this. Maureen, thank you for coming in here and uh, and trying to give us an, an alternative view from what Councilor Ferguson was just talking about. A- explain to us, if you could, exactly uh, what, what led you to, to move some of these ideas about uh, traffic calming measures. And I know that's a rather large umbrella term, but you had some specific ideas that you'd like to see implemented. Uh, Thank you, Bill, for having me. Uh, First and foremost, I think it's important uh, for all listeners and residents to understand that this city has um, adopted a Vision Zero policy. And just this past April, we um, passed a Vision Zero action plan. And Vision Zero means uh, cities aiming for zero fatalities and injuries as a result of um, car um, crashes with with pedestrians and with our most vulnerable users. Um, Cities across North America have adopted this. At the heart of it, it, we understand that drivers are human beings and drivers make mistakes and that the design of our streets can actually um, heighten those mistakes. In terms of Aberdeen, the city staff, the traffic experts, have acknowledged the concerns of the residents. They have said in print that their concerns about safety are justified. We don't have the money right now to reconstruct the street, but what we can do is put certain um, uh, inexpensive things in place, which gives those most vulnerable users, and I'm talking about our children. We have at least four to five schools in the area where kids are walking. over 2,000 children just in that area are going to school every day. Um, so the changes are just enabling parking to give those children who are walking to school um, and staff have acknowledged are vulnerable because they're right near speeding cars, a little bit of a buffer. Now, in what you're proposing to do here uh, with uh, parking on both sides, 24-hour parking, Uh, Are you envisioning creating a buffer then between the the sidewalks where the students are and and where the traffic is, which is essentially, if I understand this correctly, going to narrow the traffic down to one lane each way? That's correct. Plus, you'd also like to see a reduction in the speed limit. Yes, and and, and in fact, that is is happening throughout the city. Bill 65 now enables um, municipalities 
to reduce their speed limits to 40 kilometers an hour. Um, and the city uh, talked about that yesterday, and the overwhelming majority of councillors were on board, including myself. Yeah, and we've seen this implemented. I've, I've had Councillor Marilla on the program before over in the other end of town, of course, and he had that done, I guess, like almost a couple of years ago now on Kenilworth Avenue. That's right. And he tells me it's had great success in, in reduction of right. potential fatalities and, and p- collisions, for that matter, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I can envision some point in the future where that is going to be the standard uh, speed limit, I guess, on, on, on city streets. It's going to drop down uh, to 40, but we're not there yet, or at least council's not there yet, are they? Well, uh, council uh, approved the report. Um, or at least the Public Works Committee did, and of course it will go to Council next Wednesday. Is there is there a middle ground here? Because obviously there's some conflicting points of view here. Uh, is is there a compromise here? And I, I understand that your your desire here for public safety, and I, we've heard from the number of the residents, you're, you're blessed to have very proactive resident groups uh, in the ward that you represent, and, and obviously they've spoken about this. Uh, do, you, do you dig your heels in and say this is the way it's going to have to be? Well, I... I think that it's interesting because if if you travel into, I know you had Councillor Ferguson on uh, prior to me, if you tra- travel into Ancaster on Rousseau, there is one lane in and one lane out. And there are um, beautiful medians dividing that street at certain points. That's right. Um, that was done intentionally. And I have, um, I, I know firsthand <laughs> that in the morning and in the afternoon at the end of the workday, uh, that access is chock full of cars. The residents would prefer it that way. They don't mind their commute, uh, a few minutes added onto their commute, because they don't want that street to be widened, um, just like the streets in Hamilton are wide. So why do they not want that street to be widened? Why did they put in those traffic calming measures, not only on Russo, but on Wilson? Because they want um, safety for their most vulnerable, meaning their their um, aging residents and their young children. They don't want cars speeding through their community. And all I'm asking is for those existing communities, um, we don't want that either. So they're, they're, this is an inexpensive, reasonable proposal. And if you look at Aberdeen right now, there is intermittent parking. So I know that street very well. And most users of that street, because they prefer not to travel behind a bus, it is primarily um, just two lanes anyway. It's going to be an interesting debate uh, at City Council about exactly, uh, as other people weigh in on this too, I know it already went to Public Works. Uh, We'll be talking more about this, I'm sure, in the days ahead, Maureen. Thank you so much for uh, coming on today and explaining this. I'm, I'm really glad that we've got both sides of this. Thank you so much. Maureen Wilson, of course, the Council for Ward 1 in the uh, east end of the city, west end of the city, rather. Uh, and again, the very contentious uh, con- concerns about what to do with Aberdeen continues with Hamilton City Council. We'll see how they debate this later on today. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.